Hi, my beautiful people. This is Femi Shavery, and I am here with your daily dose of energy. It is Friday. We are going into the weekend, and I want to welcome each and every one of you here. If you're new listening here, I want to welcome you. Thank you. Welcome to your safe space. To all of my existing and already um, supporting supporters, I love you guys. Thank you so much for your continued support. Thank you for all of your emails. Thank you for the um, way that you guys continue to keep me in the loop of what's happening within your own life and what's happening within your ciphers and how you are evolving and growing and just utilizing the information that you are taking from here and applying it into your life. I am super grateful. I am completely always humbled by the, by the way that God uses me in that way. So I want to tell you guys, thank you. I appreciate you. And it is Cancerian season. As you guys know, I've been speaking about it since cancer season started. This is a very significant time. It is a very important time. It is a very um, introspective time for all of us. And one thing that is so important for us to understand is that regardless to astrologically what your sign is, right, regardless to that, there's still an element of energy that takes place that actually um, ushers you into a season. It is just the natural vibration of how the world works and how not the world in the physical, but the world in the elemental way works. You can feel the seasons change. You can feel a shift. And that is exactly what we're feeling. We are in officially week one of Cancerian season. And so happy birthday to all of my Cancerians. You know, I love you. You know, I love you. You know, I love you. Um, and to everyone who is in this Cancerian space, right? We are having to adapt, even if you are an Aquarius, even if you are a Libra, Sagittarius, Capricorn, whatever. Um, there are constantly elements being at play. There are constant elements always in play. And so it's not just about one particular element, but it is important to understand how to tap into the energy of that season because that is where you understand the impact that you're making and the impact of that season on you. When you speak about Cancerians, the first thing people always put with a Cancerian is emotions. It's water. It is, you know, also summer. And one thing that people have to also think about is how powerful this type of cardinal space is, because cancer is not just a season of emotions. Cancerians usher in the summer solstice. Summer solstice begins the day Cancerian season starts, which is initiating you into the longest day of the year. It's initiating you into a whole new season. It's initiating you into a space where the sun is the absolute hottest directly over head over the world. It is in exact position. It is the longest day of the year, the hottest day of the year. And it is a monumental time when it comes to the shifting from spring until summer. And if you look at it in the earthly space, right, the land is dry. There's a lot of people wanting to be around water. They're wanting to swim. They're wanting to go to the beaches. They're wanting to. And naturally you think, oh, because it's summer and the sun's out and I just want to be my swimsuit. No, there is a subconscious gravity that takes place. Because water is healing, water is soothing, water is very clarifying, water is a powerful source of energy that a lot of people do not understand. So when you think about a Cancerian and you think about how people gravitate to the beaches and they gravitate to the swimming pools and they gravitate to drinking more water and staying hydrated, there's this thirst for nourishment. There's this thirst for feeling the waves in a sense, even if the waves are 
heavy, even if the waves are frightening, even if the waves are a little too cold, even if the waves seem intimidating, people still gravitate to them because it is something in the water that they need. And when you think about the fruit and the crops and you think about the ponds and the rivers and you think about, you know, how the plants are flourishing and how the flowers are blooming. You think about all of this. You also have to look at this on an interpersonal level and and on an individual level as well, because being that the first month in a new season is cancer, it also signifies an initiation. Cancerian season is about pushing you into something, right? It's pushing you into a new start. It's pushing you into a new space, pushing you into a new climate, pushing you into hotter climate, drier space, right? This is an initiation. It's not a fixed energy. It doesn't just sit there and stay. It shifts. It changes. It evolves. It grows. So a Cancerian doesn't have to do a whole bunch of the work of it, but it has to do a lot of the initiating of it. It has to do a lot of the protecting and serving and and creating that source, right? It is the creator of whatever that source may be. And the initiation of anything of any season is the beginning. This is not where everything, everything is still growing. Everything is still blooming. Everything is still evolving, even though there are fruit and there are different crops that are ready to be picked. It doesn't stop the growth, right? So oftentimes I speak about cancerians and I speak about the molting process and the molting process that a crab goes through, as I've stated many times, is Crabs hold a shell. They embody their shell. Their shell is their home. Their shell is not just their home, but it's everything that they value. It is protecting their heart. It is protecting their inner world. It is protecting them and others. And a lot of times what people don't understand is if you don't feel safe in the space you carry on your back, you will constantly be running into other spaces for safety and solitude. Molting happens when a crab sheds their shell. And in Cancerian season, it's significant because when a crab goes through a molting process, the crab has to isolate themselves in order for them to be able to replenish themselves, repair, rebuild and create a new home while their old shell is being ripped from their body. When a shell of a crab is outgrown, because you can't just take a shell off a crab. It has to outgrow the shell. And in a physical sense, when you think about that, you think about the outgrowing of you, the outgrowing of your thoughts, the outgrowing of your space, the outgrowing of people, the outgrowing of ideas, the outgrowing of who you have become in a specific season, when it is time for you to molt, you have to go into isolation because if you don't, what could happen next will kill you. The echoskeleton of a crab is very, 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 very thin and very, 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 very sensitive to everything. And when you rip or when the shell is being removed, meaning they're outgrowing the shell, they don't just choose to take it off. It 
they're outgrowing that space. They're growing bigger. They're getting wider. They're getting longer. And the shell that they currently have is just not a good fit. So they have to do what? Shed it. And as they're shedding it, they're extremely vulnerable. They're extremely open. They're extremely exposed to everything. So they cannot be in the midst of everything because they are building their homes. They are solidifying their safe place. They are creating their own stability first. Because again, it's not just their shell. It is their heart. It is their love. It is their family. It is what they eat. It is how they protect themselves. It is the vitamins that they need. It is the nourishments that they need. It is everything in that shell. So once that shell is exposed or removed, then everything underneath is exposed. It's not safe for them to be anywhere outside of where they are. Once that shell, that new shell is on them, once they have you know, grown and and this new shell has, you know, evolved. They're able to move outside of the space where they have shed that shell and they leave that shell in that space that they are in. Most times they drop it in the ocean and they never go back again. Not until they have children and they go back to that space where they can drop their children, where that shell is. And it signifies how a shit, how we must groom our foundation, building your foundation, evolving from your space that you're in does not mean that you're completely disconnecting from it and never going to return to your roots. It means that you always have that as a part of your foundation and you drop your seeds there when it is necessary, when it is time, but you don't have to stay there in that space. While you wait, while you grow, while you evolve. So going into this weekend, I'm feeling this space where people are needing to tap into their own inner Cancerian. No matter what your your zodiac sign is, it's the energy, right? There are a lot of things that people are dealing with internally. And they don't have those outlets. They don't feel safe to speak about things. They don't feel like they are understood. They don't feel like they're heard. And it is a very frustrating thing because you're bound to these ideals and expectations because you're seeing yourself in a position where you're often being treated the way you would never treat others. You're often in this position where you feel like I would never do people the way that they do me. I would never have created this type of environment for them to be in. I would have never made someone feel like this because we operate our people in general operate out of a first person space. But there are certain specific individuals with different type of spirits that operate with the ideal of humanity in mind, the ideal of life in everyone in mind. And that is very much so this age of Aquarius type of energy, because it's like, It's not about the I, it is about the we, it is about the us, it is about they, it is about how we can bring it all together for the betterment of everybody. And I'm not going to step on this person's face and leave them face down while I succeed and leave them behind. I will not obtain my success at the expense of my brother or at the expense of someone else. I will never do that. And there's a harsh reality, especially for Cancerians or, 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 or Aquarius or anyone who has a heart for humanity, right? It's very difficult space to be in because you're in this space where you're constantly at this tug of war and in this battle of why would people be like people are if they knew what they're doing is hurting someone else? Why would you provide a space of illusion of safety, knowing that once I'm no longer beneficial to you, once I'm no longer an asset to you, once you no longer see me as the shiny new piece, I'm discarded. 
and you not even think about what that does to someone. You not even think about how that makes someone feel. And it causes people to recluse. And it causes you to feel resentment and anger and bitterness in some cases, not because you're just quote unquote emotional about it, but because in my soul, I would have never done you that way in my soul. If one of us, if I win, we all win. And I'm going to make sure you get through the door like I've gotten through the door. I will never understand the concept of crabs in a barrel. And although I've seen it, although I have experienced that, although I fought to be away from that, I know it exists, but I don't understand the concept because I feel as though everyone should always be reaching for higher and you shouldn't be in a barricade of uh, amongst things or in entities that are not are aligned or divinely orchestrated for you to succeed. And anything that's placed in your way that prevents you from that, it is your obligation to disconnect from it as an individual. Because sometimes what's best for all is removing yourself so that you can see a way out so that you can help pull others with you. So I feel as though there's this unraveling of codependency when it comes to community. When it comes to the idea of what that means, when it comes to abundance and success, what that really means. And at the expense of whom this is a cultivation of change and shifts and ideals that a lot of people just are not ready to sit with. There's this need to disentangle yourself from the web of the mind. But how do you do that? First, you have to identify what is keeping you bound, what is keeping you stuck, what is keeping you in this space of absolute unhappiness. Was it the expectations? Was it the hope? Was it the idea of a perception that just wasn't true? There are a lot of things that will become unraveled and all of it is going to require you to go within because again, just like the crab, the crab wears its home on its back. Home is wherever we are. Home is wherever I am. Home is wherever I choose to stay. But in order for me to call that my home, I got to feel safe within those confinements. Safety meaning trust. I got to trust the environment. I got to trust the people. I got to trust the space. I got to trust myself. I got to trust my intuition to know that when I am being told or felt to move, I need to go. When it's time to go, it's time to go. And oftentimes we're in situations because we don't listen to ourselves. We don't pay attention to what it is that ourselves know. We entrust others to make the best decisions. We are so careful because we don't want to hurt people's feelings. We don't want to ruffle any feathers. Well, I don't know who this is for, but I'm going to say this to you. During this season, it is imperative that you become an activist for yourself. Because if you cannot be an activist for yourself, you cannot be an activist for anyone else. You are your first project. You are your first client. You are your first point of reference when it comes to individualism and its freedom. You. You do not have to sit in any space where you're not valued where you're not warranted, where you're not appreciated, where you're not respected and where you're not able to contribute the better version of yourself in a space that assists you in evolving. This is where isolation becomes 
beyond necessary because you can't see what you're in the midst of until you step outside of it. And once you do that, you're able to see it in a different way and you're able to talk to it in a different way. You're able to approach it differently because now you don't just have the confidence. You have a sense of responsibility, a sense of responsibility to stand in space for you when no one else is able to do that for you. This is about showing myself what I am going to do to protect me. This is about showing myself what I am going to do to secure my foundation, to secure my safety, to secure my ability to feel like I am in a space of stability. I am going to stand for me and be an activist for me first in all ways, always, because I have no other choice. And there's a sense of strategic planning that has to be done with that. There is a sense of strategic organization, understanding of self, understanding why you feel the way you do, getting down to the depth of why this is conflicting with you, why this is bothering you, why you feel so violated by what has been done and be able to speak directly to that thing. And be willing to walk away from anything that doesn't reciprocate the requirement that you bring, period. And for a lot of you, that means walking away from opportunities. We're seeing it externally. People are choosing. I'm not going to that job. I'm not working at this space. I'm turning in my notice because there's this idea that prior to 2020, that people just chased money. People just chased clout. People just and, and it's still a lot of it now. But a mass majority of people are awakening to what really, really matters. And they're awakening to that voice within them that says, I will not be utilized, prostituted for my gifts, talents, my ability to contribute, what I look like, who I know. I won't be used for that. I will only show up in spaces that I can feel make me better. I will only show up in spaces where I feel that I am valued and I'm able to bring value. I will only show up in spaces where I am seen as a man or a woman with integrity and pride and I am respected as such, period. There's no compromising. And that is where your personal morals come in. That is where your personal principles come in. That is where your character stands out. Because at the end of the day, so what if this door closes? So what if this person is mad at me? So what if I hurt these people feelings? At the end of the day, I am responsible for me in all ways, always. I am responsible for my mental health. I'm responsible for my physical health. I'm responsible for my family. I'm responsible for my home. I'm responsible for the money that I make. I'm responsible for everything that I touch in every room that I allow myself to stand into. I have a sense of responsibility, which means the main responsibility is for me to show up as myself authentically and speak truth to power in any form in any space, at any time. There's no fear in that. People always speak about walking like you have 10,000 ancestors behind you. That quote sounds amazing, but when you really walk like you have your ancestors behind you, there's a different frequency that comes with you. There's a different way you carry yourself. There's a different way that you stand for yourself. There's a different way that you approach certain situations because you know that I got 10,000 ancestors that went before me. Not only my ancestors, but my grandparents, my great grandparents, my parents. I'm not doing this because of people I never knew. I'm doing this because I got to look at myself in the mirror and I have to be able to respect myself. I have to be able to feel honor and privilege within myself. I have to feel like I've accomplished something within myself. And if I don't stand for my truth, if I don't speak truth to power, then what am I saying to myself? 
that takes a lot of courage. That takes a lot of will. That takes a lot of determination and it takes a lot of closing doors. But one thing I can promise you. And I'm speaking this from pure experience. I would not be who I am, where I am and have accomplished anything of what I have accomplished both in the physical sense or in the interpersonal sense, had I not chosen years ago to stand in my truth of who I am, because only then could I evolve into who I am. If I always showed up as a representation of who I am based on who wanted to see what parts of me, I would have never evolved into who I am today, period. Because I'd always be this malleable source that is constantly changing and adapting to what everyone else expects me to be. Was that isolating at times? Yes. Did that mean I did not go to certain places and I didn't have a whole bunch of friends? Yes. Not because I wasn't well liked, not because people didn't want to be my friend, but I understood the true sense of friendship and the true sense of community. And I'm not faking the funk to belong. I don't want to be a part of something I don't believe in. And I don't want to be around people who don't stand in their truth. And sometimes that triggers your families. Imagine being a 16, 17 year old girl who is such so much herself at 16 and 17. I wasn't promiscuous. I wasn't out there sleeping with people. I had one boyfriend all through junior high to high school, married him. It wasn't that it wasn't about sex for me. It was about me being able to be myself. And what taught me that was in the third grade when I got in trouble for not wanting to be smart. I I wanted to be smart, but I didn't want to feel like I was always the one who won. I didn't want to feel like I was always getting a hundred on spelling bees because I was always getting hundreds on spelling bees. And when my teacher told me that if I made a hundred or whoever made a hundred on this had to go into the oratorical contest, I purposely misspelled a word so that I wouldn't get a hundred. I would get a 90. And that was a hard lesson for me because I had to go into detention in third grade. I had to listen to a whole bunch of, you know, why this is not okay. And I also had to look at myself as a third grader and listen to someone I really respected tell me that they were disappointed in me because they knew my capabilities, but they also knew that I was holding myself back because I didn't want other people to feel left behind. At that age, I didn't understand that me going forward, me being who I am was actually inspiring to the people who saw me do it. Made people want to spell better, made people try harder, made people want to be a part of my group so that they could feel like they too can win. That's very much my life today. That story sent me that reality in third grade, even though I didn't want to be that person, I became that person because I was put in a situation, even though I purposely misspelled that word, I was still put in an oratorical contest. I still had to go and compete and be, you know, Harriet Tubman and speak about her life and research her life. And I still had to accept second place to a sixth grader, even though I didn't even want to do it. But I still was the top 10 in the district in the third grade. For a spelling bee I didn't even want to be a part of. So from third grade on until sixth, seventh, eighth grade, I've always been told. If you're going to stand for something, it better be your truth. If you're going to get in trouble for something, it better be because of you. Because I was always the girl running and supporting everybody, even in junior high and high school. If someone tried to bully somebody, I was the person who fought for them. If someone was sitting around and they were being picked on, I was the one who stood up for them. I was always that person. And when I hear people, when people reach out to me now from seventh and eighth grade, I'm very, very, very humbled. And I'm brought to tears because I remember that girl, but I don't remember those experiences, but people will remind me of how I stood up for them, how I helped them, how I became this person that inspired them to be who they really are. Even as a kid, even 
when I was still trying to identify who I was, even before I was even old enough to reach puberty. I've always been this person. Imagine if I had chosen to diminish my light because I was afraid of what other people would feel about themselves. There are thousands of you who listen to me every single day. There are hundreds of you who email me weekly about your life. Do you know if I would not have stuck to that fire that I felt even at a young age that I didn't understand that I wouldn't be here in this position to be put here as a vessel for you? Now, look at your own life. How is it that you are holding yourself back? How is it that you're not advocating for yourself? How is it that you're not standing up in the midst of adversity out of what people are going to say or what you think people are going to feel? And how can you shift that? Because the shell is on your back. You're carrying your safe place. You're carrying your stability. You're carrying your home. You're carrying your life on your back. And the only person responsible for that is you. And I'm a firm believer that how you do one thing is how you do everything. And how you choose to show up for yourself is the most important thing you could ever do. You cannot afford to not protect yourself. You cannot afford to not speak your truth. You cannot afford to allow someone else write facts about you that are not who you truly are. This is where you write your story. I tell people all the time, every single day you're living out your dash. You have a born day and you have a dead day, deceased day, passed away transition day. The dash is the only thing you control in the, in the middle from a certain space. Even that is limited in control that you have. But what you do in that dash is where you write your own eulogy every single day. Every single day. It matters not what others feel about you if you don't feel good about yourself. It matters not what you what others believe about you if you don't believe anything about yourself. You got to believe in you. That also means believing in your voice. That also means believing in your potential, believing that when one door closes, I am the asset. I'll go and get another opportunity, but I can never take back my dignity. I can never take back my pride that you snatched. I can never take back my integrity you raped me for. I could never take back what you stole from me without my permission. If I do not protect myself from your violation, I have to stand up for me. I have to protect myself. Physically, mentally, emotionally, and spiritually, even if it means walking away from everything I thought I knew. This is about releasing the anger towards those things. This is about releasing the idea of disappointment from those things. Because what you're really disappointed is the expectation you held upon those sources, not the actual circumstance. It is not unbelievable that people would treat you in a dishonorable way because you see it happen all the time. But because you see yourself in a space that warrants this sense of integrity, you expect others to bring that back because we're told what you give out, you get back, right? But you can't control another person's actions. You do get back what you give, but not in the circumstances that you may see fit. I can't control this person's mind and heart. I can't control that this person doesn't see humanity. They see numbers. I can't control that this company doesn't value people. I can't control that everyone is on this source of this search for success and happiness and wealth and losing their souls. And I can't, I can't, I can't, I won't. I won't try to control that. The only thing I can control is how I show up. The only thing I can control is what I stand for. The only thing I control is the space that I am present in. And that is what I am responsible for. 
How you conduct yourself is your responsibility. How you respond to things is your responsibility. How you receive things and perceive things is your responsibility. What you do to react to those things is also your responsibility. And whatever you do, be able to stand behind it with your chest back, your head high. And authority in your voice. Because if you don't, you'll miss every single jewel that that experience was sent to teach you. This is about getting to the truth of yourself, answering the call that is required for you. This is about choosing to write your story your way and build from that. Cancerian season is about more than just emotions. It is about the emotional intelligence that is rooted in the emotions that people feel. It is about the ability to navigate those waves. It is the ability to ride the waves. It is the ability to point a wave out and know when it is beyond your control. It is about you choosing to show up anyway. It is about valuing the totality of who you are. You don't need permission to be you. God granted you that when you were born. You don't need permission to speak your truth. God granted you that when he gave you a voice. You don't need permission to think for yourself. God gave you that when he gave you your mind. What are you asking permission for? What are you needing validation to do when you have everything you need inside of you? What else are you looking for? You're not perfect. You're not going to be perfect. You're not going to have the perfect relationship. You're not going to have the perfect way to say something. You're not going to have the perfect way to, to explain something or express yourself. It doesn't matter because every phase and every transition requires a new level of you. But at every level that you are, you're required to show up as you in your truth, authentically, period. That doesn't mean reckless. But it also doesn't mean a false head, a falsehood of a stoop. It means being true to who I am. When I feel disrespected, speaking on it when it's needed, when I feel like someone has violated me, speaking on it. I'm not waiting 20 years to tell you you violated me. I'm going to let you know now. Because what we're not going to do is walk away from a circumstance where I feel like I've left a part of me behind and you've taken everything I had. I'll never let someone do that to me. I'm not waiting for permission to speak my truth. I'm not waiting for someone to give me the go and to say that I felt like someone hurt my feelings or I felt like someone has disrespected me or I felt like someone overlooked me or I feel judged or I feel critiqued or I feel overly criticized or I feel ostracized. I'm not waiting to tell you what I feel that you did that stepped over my personal boundary. I'm not going to wait for that. Now, there's a difference in, oh, this person just said something that kind of, okay, I can let that ride off my shoulder. That's a difference. Stupidity doesn't always need a response. Sometimes a look will do. Sometimes cutting people off will do. Sometimes just ignoring the person and the thing exists will do. But sometimes it won't. And anytime you feel in your soul you are disturbed by something, that is a sign you need to speak on it. If it's in a relationship, you need to voice where you feel. You need to voice where you feel like something isn't right. You need to voice it. You need to stand in your truth. And if that means that I'm walking away from this relationship, so be it. We're in cancer in season. It's all about the home. It's all about building that safe space. It is all about the understanding of the fundamentals on a foundation. And if we are not equally yoked in that way, does not matter what you look like, does not matter what you bring to a table. I will leave you in that table behind. If it's in a job. If it's in a career, if it's in a passion project, if it's in friend groups, if it's in when it comes to your health, 
Sometimes you got to even tell the doctors, this ain't working for me. What you've prescribed to me ain't getting it. What you're doing is not working. Remember, doctors are not saints. They're practicing medicine. Practicing. They're trying to figure it out too. No one in this realm of life is perfect. In the sense of no mistakes, in the sense of no imperfections on a physical scale or you, you got to look at yourself and say, despite my adversity, despite how I may articulate myself, despite what people may think about me, God sees me as perfect because he created me this way. And I owe it to him to stand in my truth, even when it's uncomfortable for me to do so. I owe it to him to stand in my truth. Even when I feel like I'm not going to be respected for it, I'm going to do it anyway because I don't care what someone else feels. But if I can't look in the mirror and respect and honor and value the person I look at every day, then nothing else is of my concern. So I'm feeling this shift of people needing to go within so that. They can do their own due process of molting. Your shells are coming off. You're outgrowing the shell you're in. You're not a child. You're not weak. You're not the victim. You're not the abuser. You're not the manipulator. You're outgrowing your mistakes. You're outgrowing your ways of thinking. You're outgrowing the things that you hold over yourself out of fear of what other people are going to say. You're outgrowing the falsehoods of expectations that you have on others. You're outgrowing these ideas of perfection. You are outgrowing the way that you've always felt is necessary because who you are has expanded. Who you're becoming is expanding and the lane that you are designed to be in is ever growing. You cannot stay the same. You cannot be the same. You cannot think the same. You cannot show up the same in every way of your life and in every environment because every single way of your life and every environment warrants a different part of you. The most important thing that you can do in every instance is show up as your true self. What do you really think? What do you really feel? Why do you feel that way? What did, the, what did that trigger in you? How does that change the trajectory of your path? Are you willing to do what it takes and walk away from anything that causes any type of contradiction to where you see yourself going? And if you're not, at the expense of what? You have to redefine who you are based on your truth, not based on what you want other people to perceive your truth to be. I don't care what you look like aesthetically. I don't care where you've grown up. I don't care how much money you have. I don't care how good your relationship looks on the outside. I don't care how successful you look by the car you drive. If your soul and your identity as an individual is tainted and warped, you don't exist. And as harsh as that truth is, It's the very same truth you feel when you look at yourself without those things. So start there. Start unraveling your pieces. Start unraveling why you overcompensate, why you hold yourself back, why you limit what you say, why you don't speak your truth, why you're afraid of your own voice, why you mute yourself, why you allow yourself to be meek when you are designed to be a pillar of strength in the face of adversity. What are you afraid of? Why are you afraid of seeing yourself? Why? What good does it do to be afraid of disappointing other people if the person that you lay with every single night in your body is disappointed? If you disappoint yourself, isn't that overwhelming enough? 
I don't even have a capacity to think about what somebody else's disappointment means. If I know in myself I'm disappointing me, I don't care what nobody thinks. I don't care what anyone says. Their, their opinion of me does not supersede my opinion of self. You know why? Because I know me more than anybody outside of me. I'm with me every day. I know what I'm thinking. I know what I'm feeling. I know what things stimulate me. I know what things affect me. I know what memories trigger me. I know me. You don't. So why would I put your opinion of me over what I feel about myself? Why would I trust you with my purpose? Why would I trust you with my heart? Why would I trust you with my success? Why would I trust you with my future? When you don't have my best interest at heart, you couldn't possibly if you don't know me, you don't know me, you don't know me, you don't understand me. And most importantly, you don't see me. If you're not seen by the people and the spaces you're trying to frequent, why are you wanting to be there? What in you is desiring this codependency in that way? How much more of yourself can you just give away? So going into this weekend, it feels this, this need for people to go within and really, really find a divinity of love within themselves. And I'm not speaking in that fuzzy romanticized way, even though that's beautiful. But it's even more beautiful when it's a genuine, authentic love for self that you share with other people and you share with other spaces. Why are you showing up empty, expecting others to feel you when you're not feeling yourself? You have to gracefully disentangle from the idea of perfection. Gracefully disentangle from the ideas of weakness and belonging. You don't need any space that doesn't value and hold you into your true state. You don't need that. You don't need to have conversations with people that are not pouring into you, the authentic space of you. You don't need that. You cannot... Look for a captain savior outside of you when you yourself don't identify the captain savior within yourself. You can't. You got to go within. And it's uncomfortable and it's isolating. But I tell you one thing, it is the most freeing thing you could ever do for yourself. That is the beginning of freedom. That is true freedom. That is removing yourself from group think. That is removing yourself from this idea of belonging to something that does not truly deserve your presence or your space or your aura or your spirit. Or your lips or your legs or your hugs or your kisses or your or anything. You don't need to be in a space that you're not valued and poured into on an authentic level. Everything else is illusion. So take this time and go within, draw your boundaries, create your space, identify what your personal principles are and your personal boundaries are and step into the authenticity of yourself. Speak your truth. Say what you feel. Why are you holding it in? And if you don't feel like your words are necessary, sometimes it's walking away that does the job. Sometimes that's all you need. That's the trick. Walk away. I don't need to talk. I don't need to explain myself. I don't need to express myself. I'm just done. Sometimes that's what's needed. And it's okay. Because at the end of the day, when you lay down and you look at yourself, you feel a sense of peace. You feel a sense of release. You feel a sense of accomplishment within yourself. And that alone opens up doors that no one can close. Okay. 
So I love you guys. I love you so very much. Thank you again for all of your support and your listenings. And I truly, truly honor and value you. Thank you. Remember that we're all in this together, even though we're on different journeys, we're all in this together. That is why so many of you tune in. Everyone has different circumstances and everyone has different reasonings and everyone has different spaces that they're in. But at the end of the day, we are all connected. And the only way you can be of any assistance and help to anyone is if you show up as yourself, if you be yourself. If you work on yourself, if you pour into yourself, love yourself, take care of yourself, heal yourself so that you can be the best version of you at the stage that you're in for you first. And if that disappoints some people, baby, let them be disappointed. Let them die mad about it. Let them have it in their hearts. But you don't. Don't you dare take that with you. Let them have it. It's theirs. You mad? Die mad. You angry? Die angry. You upset? You disappointed because I didn't show up like you wanted me to show up and I wasn't going to reduce myself down to who you thought I should reduce myself down to? So be it. I hope you choke on your anger because I am not going to give you the satisfaction of doing that. Never. When you find yourself, you find gold. And you must cherish that. You must cherish that. Don't prostitute your gifts, prostitute your talents, prostitute your space, prostitute yourself to be in spaces that don't value you and will only discard you when you're no longer usable. Okay? I love you guys. Until our next Daily Dose of Energy, enjoy this weekend. And choose you. Okay? Bye.